You're listening to Lead On with Greg and Mark, brought to you by the Pennsylvania Association of Intermediate Units. Join us this season as we engage in conversations on leading on through times of complexity. Now for your hosts, Greg and Mark. Hello, Greg. Hello, Mark Hoffman. Greg, when you were a kid, yes. let's go back to the 80s. Oh, that was a good time. I had hair back then. You had hair. Some yeah. of our listeners weren't born in the 80s, but let's go back to the 80s. Yep. Saturday morning. Oh, Saturday morning. So you wake up at like 9.30, 10 o'clock, which yes. is like really late when you're getting up at, you know, like 6.30. Yep. You grab your bowl of Captain Crunch. Or Pac-Man cereal. Pac-Man cereal. All right. I was like a cookie crisp. Oh, Mr. T had cereal too. Oh, he did. I yeah. pity the fool that didn't eat that. <laughs> so you're sitting with your bowl of cereal. Right. And you're watching cartoons. Did you watch the Smurfs? I love the Smurfs. Well, who was your favorite Smurf? I got a kick out of uh, Hefty. Hefty? Hefty was funny. Hefty Smurf? Uh, well, who, was the, who was the one that was like grumpy? I forget that one. Was that just grumpy Smurf? It might have been grumpy Smurf. He was kind of funny. I get the, Smurf, the Smurfs and the dwarfs mixed up. Yeah. so I might, <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Too. Yeah, were, you, were you a fan of Papa Smurf? Uh, he wasn't my favorite. Not your favorite? Smurfette? No. Smurfette, of course. Yeah. Yeah. So I was curious, you know, talking about the Smurfs, why you wanted to do an episode on Smurfing. <laughs> Smurfing. Oh, Smurfing. Oh, you didn't hear it right. It's actually about surfing. Dr. Coons. Oh, I like that. I like that, though. That's good. That's good. So we're not going to talk about the Smurfs we're for gonna, 20 minutes? We can still talk about the Smurfs, though. Well, all right. But So you want to talk about surfing, huh? I actually want to talk about surfing. <laughs> My experience with surfing. Right, well. Well, do you have any experience surfing? <laughs> no, it's more like boogie boarding. But do you have experience watching the Smurfs? Uh, I do. So maybe or, we should... and watching surfing. So maybe we should surfing. maybe we should stick with the Smurfs. <laughs> Smurfs, it's, because we both have experience with Smurfs, but not with surfs. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> and mushroom houses and stuff. I love it. Oh you, you, man! So you've got an article here uh, uh, from Phil I, Edwards, who I do. is allegedly a, a legendary. Well, not allegedly. I shouldn't say that. I, I, but I don't know enough to. But I, but I a, a legendary you. surfer, whoever but, that is. But I got to tell you about my experience with boogie boarding. Boogie All right. boarding. All right. So my brother, Paul, used to live at uh, Palo Alto. Okay. He, lived, he actually lived right by Mavericks Point, which is located at Sunset Beach in California. Okay. Really beautiful place. Like, awesome. Sounds nice. Um, so he takes me out with boogie board to go boogie boarding. Yeah. So I don't know the first thing. Like, I've boogie boarded before at the beach. Yeah. But never like this. This is involved having to put a wetsuit on. Yeah. And there's lots of there's lots of people around like just packed beach like there. What, uh, watching you boogie board uh, or just people there just, on vacation no, just people that are who, just there because it's it's the end thing there I'm with and you. uh it's maverick's point which is a famous it's where they have surfing competitions because the waves get like so high um so they have these surfing competitions so so here i am on the beach and i am faced with putting a wetsuit on now I don't want you to get too many visuals, but I put the wetsuit on backwards. Oh my god! So the zipper was in the front. Now <laughs> you're talking, you know, you can't you can't take the northern boy out of out of the north. Yeah, I don't think they make a, a wetsuit big enough for me. But go ahead. Uh, so again, getting visuals. So so I I I I realized that I put the wetsuit on backwards, yeah. and th- this lady came by, and it was before we had the smartphone. So she started snapping pictures. She had some. Some camera. I'm like, lady, come on, give me a break. <laughs> like so you, I had to strip down. Like paparazzi. Yeah, it was, it was just crazy. So anyway, that's my surfing story. That uh, is was, your surfing story. <laughs> I'm imagining Johnny Utah. 
Johnny, yeah, Johnny Utah. Out, out there. Uh, I love it. Catching some waves with uh, with Bodie. Yep, that's it. Great yeah, movie. You have a good memory. Point it's a, Break. That's a great break. movie, right? Yeah. Would you have let him go at the end? No. And I don't care if that's a spoiler. If you haven't seen Point Break yet, yeah, you know, come on. There, there's come no on. excuse. Would you have let him go? Uh, you know, it's kind of like, I, I, it was kind of neat. I mean, he's he's ending, his, ending uh, going off into the sunset, kind of, you know? Well, and he, and he quits, right? And I mean, he, he throws that's his badge it. and whatever in, in the water. That, that's it, yeah. I don't know. I think there was, there was some closure to that, you know? In letting him go out the way yeah. he wants to? Yeah. I, I actually kind of like it that now that I'm thinking about it. Was it I don't want to live my life in a cage, man. Yeah the best all right so we're going right. to talk about surfing we're huh? going to talk about surfing so when we talk about leadership believe it or not there are some qualities about surfing that translate into leadership all right and we have five to go over with you today let's read them all at, why all at once there let's read go. them all why at once go ahead. yeah, yeah you, you go, go first what's all number right. one? The first one is paddle out often paddle out often what's number two Keep your eye on the waves. So paddle out often. Keep your eye on the waves. Yep. Third is choose the right board for the conditions. Yeah. Number four, don't fight the current. Yeah. And number five, have fun. So paddle out often. Keep your eye on the waves. Choose the right board for the conditions. Don't fight the current and have fun. Yep. How does that resonate with you? And how do you so, apply those five things to leadership in your in your mind? So here... Paddle out often is kind of neat. Um, and what it says in here, surfing requires time to build arm strength and technique for the paddle. And leadership requires time to build real relationships with the people you lead. The leadership lesson from surfing is to engage with your people. You don't hide in your office. Don't hide in your office. Get out there, right? Yeah, my dad used to say management by wandering around. You ever hear that? I, I like it. Yeah, I think I think I may have heard that. So I think it's like a management like book yeah. or whatever from the yeah, 80s. It's good. Like. It Man, might have been Dale Carnegie or something. Maybe. I don't I don't know who, who it was, but the idea there is, you know, paddle out often. In other words, leave your office. Right. And sort of go out go out with your crew, find out what's going on. It's amazing what people will tell you if you are visible and accessible. What's the likelihood that someone on your team who maybe doesn't report to you, let's say, mm-hmm. is going to come into your office to tell you something compared to if you're at out and about and you're at their desk or their cube or their office, they're and would they yeah. tell you something there? Where, where's the greater yeah. likelihood? Yeah. I mean, it's you an know, obvious question, it's, right? It's when we're on their turf. Mm-hmm. When we're on their turf, they're going to be more open. It takes a lot for them to walk to our office. Of and, and, you know, it really has to be some kind of a burning uh, question or, or a, a concern. Yeah, be visible, right? Yeah. Paddle out yep. often. Paddle Keep your out eye often. on the waves. Keep your eye on the waves. I like this. It says there's an old adage to never turn your back on the sea. Yeah. But in, and you know that feeling as a parent, right? Like you've taken your kids to the beach, right? Yes. I mean, obviously, your kids are teenagers. Same with me. But when yeah. your kids were tiny, right, mm-hmm. three, four, yeah, and and you were at the beach, right. You remember how tight you would hold on to their hand while oh, you're even, gosh. even like ankle deep in the water. Well, yeah, it was. You just, remember that the, the waves were so intimidating. I looked at the waves a whole different way. Yeah, because there's your little kid, right? Like, yeah, that's right. And you worry and, about the rip currents and everything else. And and you're and you're also terrified because maybe they don't understand the force, the forces that yeah. they're perhaps about to encounter and yeah. getting knocked over. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it says uh, leaders have to keep their heads up and their eyes on the horizon to scan for potential trouble. And I like this, potential opportunity. So it's not yeah. all just efficiency, negativity focused. Ah, so that's nice. That's our second one. Keep your eye on the waves. Look at what he says, though. He says the leadership lesson from surfing is to paddle into trouble. How uh, about that? Bad news doesn't get better with age. Approach it head on. Appro- approach it head on and deal with it. Go for it. You let it go, it's going to fester. It's going to get worse. Isn't that good? It's not good. What, do you, what about this one? Choose the right board for conditions. 
choose the right board for the conditions. Yeah, talk um, about that. Or the right wetsuit or put it on the right put way. Put it on the right way or, you know, at least pose for the photos. <laughs> Do you know who uh, took those pictures, and are they available uh, for sale? I, I, I sure don't, and I hope not, um, <laughs> for the benefit of us all. Um, so um, they talk about the difference between short boards and, are, are, for, are for shore breaks and then fast breaks, and long boards are best suited for slow rollers, like my friend Mark Hoffman. Slow roller. So this is the old cliche, the right tool for the right job? Right tool for the right job. Don't fight the current, Dr. Coons. Don't fight the current is our next one. All right. So we think about the current. I was talking about riptides before. I always I always worried about that um, with the kids and myself because uh, although I grew up on a lake, I'm not the best swimmer, Mark. I bet I bet you're surprised by that. Yeah. and well, But he also says that it's um, sort of go with the flow here. Go with the flow. Not every battle is your battle to fight. Uh, and you're going to waste a lot of energy out there chasing waves that don't materialize. Wait for the right one and ride it yeah. to shore. I like it. So spend your energy wisely. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. the last one, you, you, I know you do a good job of this. Have fun. I have a hard time with this. Yes, having fun. All right. Well, let's. T- so, how do you have fun at work? Having fun at work. It starts with a couple different things. Uh, we've talked about dad jokes. Yeah, I like to share dad jokes. Sure. I mean, my team doesn't always appreciate it, but I, I get a, I laugh at myself a as little long bit. as you're laughing at yourself. I am laughing at myself. Um, yeah. I listen to music. So I have a standing desk and I, you know, I have my Spotify account and I just, I listen to my tunes, my playlists, I share music Mm -hmm. uh, and other people share music with me. That's part of how I have fun Um, in meetings. I try to break it up. I, I, uh, although we have an agenda, I like to keep it a little bit light sometimes. Um, How about you? How do you keep, how do you have fun? Well, I mean, I think a lot of the fun actually comes from the interactions with other people and interactions with students. Yep. And so if you're out there, right back to that first one, paddling out often, you're going to have rapport with people. And that rapport comes with sort of like informality in in a good way. I mean, that like you you get to know people on a personal level. Right. And so that chit-chat is fun, finding out about people, letting them know a little bit about you. Um, I know that these are sometimes – People roll their eyes, but like icebreakers work, even if the icebreaker is like three minutes. And I know people, oh, we're going to do an icebreaker, and they roll their eyes. I've stopped telling people we're going to do an icebreaker. I just do it. You just do it, right. Like the other day, we had a small group of people. I'm like, favorite ingredient on the charcuterie board, go for it. (laughs) Right? And You know? Yeah. But but what it does is, I don't know, it it sets the tone. People pay attention. Right. Uh, I mean, that's not a perfect example. And I'm not suggesting that like icebreakers work all the time, but like- I, I think fun comes from knowing people. Fun sure comes does. from having these personal relationships and finding out about something that's happening in their personal life that they've shared with you. Right. And then, of course, I mean, my gosh, we're in education. Fun is visiting kids in classrooms. Yes, it is. Yes, you know, it is. I often, I often say, like, when I'm having a bad day, like, I'll, I'll drive to a classroom. I, w- I actually wish we had classrooms like where I'm actually located. And that's my situation right now. And it can be a little isolating. And it's hard to paddle out often when you're isolated by miles and you've got meetings back to back. And so that's I think true. it's like that. What do we talk about before? Like intentionality? Mm-hmm. Yep. Finding an opportunity to sort of put in that time to paddle out often away from your office, away from the central office, away from wherever you are. If you're in industry down to the factory floor or out to the cubes or, you know, out with your sales reps and in our analogy, out to the classrooms. Yeah, exactly. Um, tell me this. Do you think ha- it's fun to get out of your comfort zone? I love it. Okay. Uh, and, uh, yeah, for sure. Keep yeah. going. Yeah, I'm just thinking about those times I've tried something new. Yeah. 
and how that there was an exciting part about it and, and fun. And it, it led to something fun. Yeah. When I was a teenager, I took Spanish in high school. After my senior year of high school, I lived in Spain for uh, a little over a month. And that was like fish out of water. Yeah. And then, you know, like learning, um, uh, learning how to play an instrument, getting on stage oh, and I playing bet. in a band, I original was... songs in front of people, and they're going to judge you. And did that for years. I bet that was a rush, too. A total thrill. A total thrill. Uh, it, it just builds confidence. And also, you get used to feedback from people. You know, people say, oh, that song was great, or, ooh, that song needs work, or I really wasn't feeling that song. And sometimes people don't need to say anything. You just know from the energy in the room if the song is sort of flat. Yep, I'm sure. And then uh, I really liked martial arts. Like, one of my biggest accomplishments was that. was getting my blue belt in jiu-jitsu. That was a really hard thing to do. Now, was that inspired by Karate Kid back in the day, or is that something new? Uh, it must be Tick a Worm for a Walk Week. Oh, that's that's what it is. <laughs> Take a worm for a while. Have you ever seen? <laughs> that's from the Karate Kid. I don't remember that. What? So, so Daniel's uh, walking with Allie. Yes, and this is after like, um, this is after he and Miyagi go into the Cobra Kai. Miyagi Do Karate. Yeah. Well, remember the guy says Miyagi Do. He says no Miyagi Do. <laughs> no, that's right. So he, he Miyagi and Daniel go into the Cobra Kai. Yeah, and they set down the challenge for the All Valley tournament. Right, and there's a prohibition issued by Crease that they can't touch Daniel. So Daniel's walking with Allie through the high school campus, and he goes, "Watch this," and he says all this stuff. He talks trash to some degree. He instigates with the Cobra Kai, and they're not allowed to I do anything because since they said no, and then uh, he goes, it "Must be take a worm for a walk." We talking to Allie about oh, her walking oh. with Daniel. I don't know. Oh, don't get gosh. me started on the Karate I, Kid. I don't know. That's it. You have a good memory there. Well, and you know, someone's going to fact check me and tell me that I got about ninety percent of that wrong. No, I think you got it right. You got it right. But uh, there, there's a video on YouTube, actually, and it's fantastic. It's a little tongue-in-cheek, uh, and it talks about how Daniel's actually the villain in The Karate Kid, not Johnny. Yeah, yeah. Have you seen that? <laughs> no. You should watch it. It actually no. talks about how Daniel's the one that starts all the fights. Oh, so he's the, he's oh the instigator. Gosh, he's the instigator. Jeez. <laughs> so what about you? How have you stepped out of your element? Uh, how, how, how have you uh, grown through uncomfortability? I have to tell you, one of the, one of the things I did, Mark, I went on a, a huge hike with a friend and, and some, some new friends. Uh, they were, so they were mutual friends of my friend, Chris, and it goes back to some, geez, I think it's going, yeah, two summers ago, we go on this trip and it's like Banff and, um, a glacier, uh, Jasper. We go through all these things and these are huge. Like these are legitimate hikes mm -hmm. and I was not as in shape as I am now, like then. And it was, I was not prepared for it. And we're talking like, you know, the, the biggest hike I think we did was like a 14 mile mm -hmm. kind of a thing. But you're like and going we're up, hill and, up stuff, hills right? and stuff. So, you know, I had to contend with the blisters. Um, I got charged by a goat. Did I ever tell you that? No, tell me more. Oh, geez. We were, we, this was on that day we were doing a 14 mile hike and I get up to where we're probably like, you know, like eight miles in. Yeah. I'm dehydrated. The guys had to give me one of those Gatorade, uh, gel pack uh -huh. things, uh, like electrolytes we, or whatever. Electrolytes, yeah. yeah. We ran out of water. We had to get, use a stream and do everything. But anyway, we're up there, and there I see all these goats oh my God. up there on the hill. And then all of a sudden, you see the mama goat charges me. You? Yeah. She didn't full like speed, you. Full speed. Full speed at Head me. Head down? So my, my friends, as nice as they are, they're back behind me laughing. Not only didn't try to save me, they were taking pictures of me getting charged so by the happened? goat. So what happened? So I dove out of the way, and then they had to dive out of the way. And what? And, and she kept charging or no? Uh, and just she just ran right through. 
she kind of ran right down the, the lane, but that was her, you know, she's defending her, you know, her peeps. How awesome is that? It's, why did she feel threatened? What were you doing? I, I'm, it's, I was probably, I don't know. Probably were you just, near the baby goats? I, I was approaching. What are they called? Kids? Kids. Yeah, the kids. Yeah. Yeah, I was approaching the kids and yeah, she, she felt threatened in some way. How awesome is that? L- listen, that's living. That's do, fun. Do you kind of wish that for the sake of the story, you got actually hit by the horns? Oh, I would have gotten impaled. Oh, really? Oh, they, you think you would have been injured? She was significant. I think I would have been, I asked my friend, I said, what would have happened if I got hit? They said, well, it's about an $8,000 helicopter ride. That would have <laughs> been, Greg, that would have been, been a bad story. I know, I know. <laughs> but listen, when we talk about fun go, and me get, that's me getting out of my comfort zone, you know, like it's, you know, and I, I don't know, that whole trip was an, such an adventure for me. Um, so every day was a new adventure and, you know, working through that. Um, and it did, it got me. It was good for me because it got me out of my day-to-day routines. Sure. And so. Well, and now you have all these common memories with your friends too. Oh, sure. There's something about doing that, right? Yes. Finding time for yourself. There is. And I know you were just recently on a trip, weren't you? Yeah, I go away with a couple of buds every couple of months. Um, You know, at most twice a year, usually once a year, we either get on a boat and go away for a while in the Chesapeake. It it sounds a lot more extravagant uh, than it really is. Uh, It's it's actually pretty rustic. Um, Or we... uh, we sort of get a house on the water and we just disappear Sweet. for a while. Sweet. How about a bushel of crabs, Jeff? We haven't done that yet. Oh, but, but, amazing. You know, to, to sort of do your own crabbing there. Yeah. I mean, that's obviously yeah. the ideal place to do it. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, we, you know, so it's just like those, um, what do you call it? Self-care? Self-care. It's really important. Focus on yourself. And having fun. And having fun so you can help then you, then focus on others. Yeah. Right. Right, so, so there's there's two different parting points yeah, from this. So the one, they, they actually called them action steps. Um, schedule walking around time to be sure you get out and interact with those who you lead. Management by walking around. Management by walking around, what you talked about. And the other one is look for ways to make the work as enjoyable or even fun as possible. Yeah, I like that. You know, yeah. an easy way to do that is actually just to bring food to a meeting. Food is great. Right. It brings us all together. It really does. Yeah. I've tried to make that a habit. What nothing, kind of food do you bring in? Nothing extravagant. Like, you bring in pretzels like you bring me? Well, pretzels, but like coffee that's cheap. It doesn't cost yeah, anything to brew coffee, doesn't. right? Um, uh, things that are um, shelf-stable, bags of right. chips. Yes. Uh, and maybe these aren't inevitably or interminably shelf-stable, but like you buy a bag of apples. Yes. That'll, you know, how many, think about how many meetings you have a week. Right. That goes a long way. It goes a long way. I mean, by the end of the week, yeah. you'll be out of your apples. A bushel of, ban- a thing of bananas. Mm-hmm. Uh, the little Halloween candy, you know, candy bars, if people are yeah. looking for some chocolate. So I do dark chocolate because I hear it's the antioxidants, and that's how I sell it to them. Yeah. I'm like, don't worry about calories. Dark chocolate's it. It's good for your brain. Good for your brain. That's right. Yeah. So yeah but, you know, now listen, food's not going to make an unpleasant meeting any better, but it might, you know, inevitably set a tone where people don't mind coming because they know they're going to get a nice cup of coffee or yeah, it makes it a little more comfortable. Yeah. I I mean, I think that that's key, right? Sure. Or celebrating birthdays. I'd like to do a better job of that. Yeah. I could improve on that too. Our HR coordinator does a nice job though. She has, you know, from our, our, uh, this system, she was able to, um, know when the birthdays are. And then she sends an email that goes out. I'll send a handwritten note to a card to each of the administrators on our team for their birthday. Very nice. You know what else we do? We have a we have an all call meeting after a board meeting where I bring everybody from our central office together, and we have a lot of fun there, just talking about things, sharing, updating. Is this the following day? Yeah, we always have it the next day. Yep. Yeah, that's uh, smart. 
The only problem, and, and it's I love doing it. The only problem is it's only a small percentage of the total staff that are in that meeting because yeah. it's the people in the central office. I mean, right. we got people everywhere. And well, so you're like, how do you capture that magic in a bottle over and over again? That would be a goal that I'd like to figure out. Well, I could tell you from being at your IU, just seeing how you interact with with your the, your staff, it's it's amazing. They there's there's an energy coming back from them, very positive environment. We, we they are very kind. They know they're supported. It's a great place to work. I'm very fortunate yeah. to. I'm very fortunate to work with the team that we have there, and um, I know similarly you have equal success at, at your place, and and I've, you've done I've a lot of happy. wonderful things. I've been happy. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm very happy and, and pleased with the team. I have a bunch of rock stars there. So, was there a rock star Smurf? Oh, there. Uh, I don't think so. No, I don't think there was a rock star Smurf. See that we started with Smurfs. Right back to it's a right back to the Smurfs. Yeah. Yep. What do you say we wrap this up? Let's wrap this up. Well, listeners, we appreciate we appreciate all your support. We appreciate your feedback. Uh, please continue to reach out. Um, in the meantime, make it a great day and innovate the USA.